Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host, Cohort and Cohort. co-host Victor Adams. Sorry for messing that up, people. I've only said it about three billion times. Oh, we're still rolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. we're rolling. All right. Well, I know there's a. I want to talk about the um, the person. I guess you, with the stealing of personal identity that happened last time with uh, Dick and Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's you've actually had two That's people right. sit in for you lately. So. That's right. Yeah, Deacon Jeff, and then last week, of course, if people listened, you you know, Father Stephen Gadbury was in. So right, right, yeah. That was uh, an opportunity to have him over. If you hadn't checked out that episode yet, go to our YouTube channel or click back an episode in the podcast. He's a really great priest and got an incredible story and journey. Well, I'm honored because you had a had a man, a deacon here, and then you had a priest. That's right. Like, like so, I mean, I'm good. Well, he said he'd never been in such a luscious chair, and yeah. there was just indentions in it that really his, his, he yeah. just fit right into. Right. And yeah. He felt the weight of right. everything from that side of the table. So. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right, and he was yeah. a humble man, so right. you know he talked about it a lot. But no, I mean, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, Deacon Jeff did step in for you uh, when you were doing dad stuff, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we're moving uh, Lily up in uh, That's her, right. her, her, her yeah her apartment in a sense and making sure curtains are hung and everything's nice and ready to go before we leave. So, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And yeah. And then of course, father Gadbury, uh, coming in, like I said, too. So blessed to have him, but man, I'm excited. This is the first week. If you notice, I've got a blue shirt on that looks a lot of like my other blue shirts, but for the camera, made the mic may be in the way, but it's the, uh, Christ in you men's conference. So that's where I was, uh, the weekend before last, mm-hmm. it was in Beaumont, Texas and Texas. And, Man, I had a men's conference at the Beaumont Civic Center with Bishop Toops and Father Mark Toops and Ryan Delacross from the Catholic yeah, Talk I saw, Show. Yeah, I saw the Facebook postings. Look, yeah, like a man, good attendance. Four, over 400 men. That's I mean, great. it's Dude, that's, it's a crazy story because they started out five years ago with like 80 men. And so they've been doing it five years now, and every year the Lord keeps giving them 80 mm-hmm. more men. Like So they're 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 really growing. Uh, I know they're going to have a different venue next year too. So Andy uh, Saunier is a, a great friend of mine. Uh, it was just a pleasure to be there. Just a joy. I gave two talks, a conversion story, and then one on a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And, man, a lot of guys came up and, and got rosaries and shirts and everything else. So it was just a great, great trip. And look forward to being able to get back there sometime. And really, you know, he opened a lot of doors talking to men there that have the desire to have what we have here, you know, a, a men's group that's transformative and life-changing. And, you know, Victor, I've been harping on a lot lately, and I will until the Lord tells me not to. But that's the purpose of this ministry. Right, this podcast is cool. The YouTube channel, all that stuff's cool. But what God really wants us to do is to go out and be boots on the ground and to start places for men to find transformation in their life. You know, so many of us deep in our hearts, and I heard it so many times at this conference. You know, you you get up there and you spill your guts, like like the Lord allows me to do, and it gives pre, you know people permission to do that because most mm-hmm. of us want to. We want to come clean about the things that are wrong in our life. And, and in that moment, I mean, just I, I barely made it off the stage and, I, and an older man came up to me and just grabbed me and hugged me and, and just started telling me about his life and telling me how he wished that we he had something like I described in the talk. You know, so many men on our Zoom calls, everything else are, are claiming to be in a spiritual wasteland. Mm-hmm. Victor, that's what I believe God put me on this earth to do other than being a good husband and father, which I'm still working on that every day. As we all are. That's the yeah. first right. vocation. But as far as what he's calling me to in ministry, I, I really believe that, that the point of this is to go out and to build 
these things everywhere like Paul did, right? Mm-hmm. These communities where it wasn't just about Paul. It was about Paul going and, and creating these places for leaders to, to be built up and to grow things there and to encourage from afar. So that's what we want to do. And it's funny, man, ever since we've started talking about this more, you know, more and more people are calling us to do this. Um, they're going to their pastors or men that are listening are saying, mm-hmm. man, maybe this is the reason I'm listening is that I'm supposed to do this now with my life. I'm supposed to be a part of this, not just a, a, a an outside observer, but but an active participant in this in these things that God's trying to build. Mm-hmm. And the success we're having, I, I'm in contact with the leaders and guys are saying where our groups are growing. People are really enjoying this. We're getting the age group that seems to be that that hard one to get, 25 mm-hmm. to 50 you know, uh, and people are coming in really loving and enjoying this. So, look, there's ways that we can help you with this. You know, we, we go to men's conferences, of course, but we love to do the parish missions. We come in and give the three talks on my story, identity, uh, restoring your identity so guys know what their purpose is, that they're beloved by God and not the sum of their sins, and then the need and the desire of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that turns our faith from something institutional into something that lives within us, that we live in our lives every day. And that's where you see the difference in people that have, right. that have come to know Jesus. It's the light, you know, as said in the gospel, the light that lives within you is Christ. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it is. That's what, I mean, I was on the phone with a couple of other people in ministry today talking about this very thing, and that's what sets us apart is when we really get that we're made for more than what we're usually living in, mm-hmm. and that within that more there's that purpose. So these, these missions are helping people find that, and then we're giving that structure. We're building our website. We're totally changing around. We're raising money right now to do all this so that we can make our website more about this mission of there's a need for men. There's tremendous issues that men are dealing with, and that's why they're not living up to the faith the way that they're called to. Um, they're, they're you know abstaining from the faith, whatever you want to call it, abdicating the faith. But now we can help with that, mm-hmm. and we can build places where men don't have to do it alone and where just God starts to get his men back. And when God starts to get his men back, the church is going to start to transform again because – that's the issue. The men have simply checked out in, in right. our churches in the state it is today because of that. Well, as, as you know, you can send your kids to any virtuous Catholic or religious school, but if yeah. the parents aren't bought into the faith, it's not right. going to happen for the kids, really. Sure. And even yeah. like, it's it, it, not even just the parents, I mean, right. it, the, specifically the father. I mean, I, I saw something Scott Hahn was sharing the other day from a, one of the research places, and it was a chart, and it showed that 93% of kids remain Catholic when the father is leading. But in this boys and girls, mm-hmm. and when the mother is the only one leading, it drops to fourteen percent. Yeah, like that was a poll done this this year, you know. So we know the problem, and we know as men in our hearts that we're not living the lives that we're called to. Everybody here right now that's listening can probably stop for a second and say, like, I know this is an issue in my life. I know I'm not living the way that God calls me to here. There's hope for you. Mm-hmm. This isn't banishment. It's not one strike, you're out. God is merciful, and he's calling you right now to do something about it and possibly do other things for other men. So I invite you all right now, if that's in your heart, if that's a desire, if you want to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem, come to our website and go to our events and book me page. Go to the men's group part right in the middle of the page. Fill out the form. I'll get in contact with you. Lucy, our great admin, will get in touch with you if I don't. But we will get the conversation started, and we will come to your area. We will do what so many other ministries just don't have the capability to or the desire or maybe even the know-how to do. It's not to knock anybody, but it's a gifting like everything else to be able to go somewhere and actually teach this repeatable model that could be done everywhere, you know, anywhere with, with the right people. So 
we want to be the boots on the ground. We want to give you that answer. We want to come directly to you, not fly at 40,000 feet, but come directly to you and help you build community for your men. So in order to do all this, of course, too, it takes funding, right? The missions help support the ministry, but we do need contributions, right? And we're asking people now to go to our donorbox.org slash pew page. That's donorbox.org slash pew, P-E-W, and, and, and consider giving, right? I mean, it, it's one thing to have somebody giving you a $100,000 check, which doesn't happen very often, but it's much more feasible to, to reach the things we want to do, which is to bring people in to help implement more of this. Mm-hmm. I can't go to every parish in the country by myself. But I can hopefully bring on other people that have, like you, Victor, that have lived in this group, that, that have lived and breathed it for as long as I have, and can go out and help implement this in other places, right? But all that stuff takes financing and takes money and takes, you know, uh, uh, just, again, finances to mm-hmm. be able to do. So I invite anybody who, who really believes in this mission, who has been moved by this podcast, who really believes in this new direction of us being on the ground like Paul going out and building these places for men, if your heart's been moved, go to donorbox.org slash pew, and there's all kind of amounts there. You can give big or you can give whatever you have. All of it's big. It's it's being generous and, and helping other people, and and really that's an invitation for you to come on mission with us, not to just give me money so that I'm more comfortable in my life, but to come on mission alongside of us and know that, that you're helping other men become the men they're called to be. So that's a longer intro than I meant, guys, um, You know, but it's been a few weeks since we've done that, so maybe that was the reason. But Victor, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like you came in, you said, "What's the honest, show about today?" Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Now you're like me. You yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Right. You know, it's it's a level playing field today. Right. So, but you know, it's just been busy. Uh, it's been a crazy week. We've got two missions this weekend: one here in town, and one I leave for Sunday. Had several Zoom calls today, board meetings, and all that stuff. And every time I started, it just I'd started something else came up or mm-hmm. something I needed to do um, for the kids or something. So. There's something that's been kicking around in my head, though, all day that I would have sat down and started to write about. And it's just, you know, this this recent men's conference and then just the, the emails we're getting all the time from people, even the ones from Father Gadbury's email and all that. Like, I just the helplessness I hear men have in their voice, like even in the typing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the texting is just this, like, I want the life you're talking about. Like, I want to be different, but, 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 but. And, and a lot of times we do make excuses but I don't think that men really understand the power that they have to change the world, mm-hmm. to make a difference in this world, right? And, and that in a way that, that men are the most dangerous piece of the puzzle. Like that's why the devil spends so much time trying to take out men is because he knows better than anybody other than God the Father himself that if the men actually stand up and start really realizing, man, there's a gift that God has that he's given me that he's just waiting for me to open. And when I do, if I really take this to heart and take this seriously and reorder my priorities, then I'm going to be like a freaking Navy SEAL for Jesus Christ out there just saving people and rescuing people and taking things out that don't need to be part of our world anymore. And that scares him to death. And I don't think men really realize that. Mm-hmm. And so instead, we're, we're, we're falling prey to the belief that we, we're not enough, that we can't be enough, that we can't make a difference, that, that I can't be the guy in my parish, as we talked about a few weeks ago. And so we simply just sit on the sidelines, or we step in the snares of the devil with all these false gods in our life all the time, right? Comfort and money and power and sex and lust and all these different things, and we simply just check ourselves out of the game. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you're talking about like growth and push, I guess you could say, if that makes sense. Like growth is kind of one of those things. Sounds like a salt and pepper song from the 90s. That's right. (laughs) But the growth part is like saying, you know, we're we're, we're so concerned about doing things because we're like, well, I'm not the guy. But the thing is, because if you're pushed, most sometimes they don't do it. Maybe 5% of people, if they're pushed to do something, they'll do it. Right. But if if they grow into like a certain assertiveness in the sense of like the Holy Spirit's calling them to do something more than they are, yeah. then that development in their heart kind of turns and they kind of go, yes, maybe I need to do this. Or sure. I want to do this. And you start an incremental process of serving your church, serving your community, and they say, you know, you're driving like these big fundraisers for whatever program that's needed for the Catholic faith. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, I think we're so concerned about, like you were saying, is like jumping from like foot soldier to Navy SEAL, because there's a lot of training involved for that, sure. and as we know. And same thing in our faith, we have to be understanding that that God gives us exactly what we always say. God gives you exactly what you can handle. Yeah. Right? But sometimes he wants you to grow. He wants you to kind of like reach for the next monkey bar before you drop, you know, whatever, you know, keep going, you know, because I, I have things for you to, to receive. That's right. And and here the, the thing, too, you're talking about like sort of that military kind of way of thought. You know, the military rejects people, right? You're not fit enough. You're not healthy yeah. enough. You're not this. You're not that. God is open to everyone. Mm-hmm. God is looking for everyone. God is sitting there saying, like, here's your papers right here. You don't have to do anything but give me your yes. There's no fitness test. There's no, you know, obstacle course mm-hmm. you have to jump through. You just literally have to say, I believe that God loves me and has called me to something greater in my life. And I don't know what that is. Now, that's the work, right? Figuring that out and discerning and all those things. There's, we got to take solace in the fact that, that God has called us and that there is no disqualification other than our own choosing, mm-hmm. right? That God isn't staying there going, nope, you didn't work out. Nope, you're not the right guy. Nope, you're not tall enough. Yeah. Nope, you're not fast enough. You, you, you couldn't make it over that wall four times. No, it's not about that. It's about you're qualified because I've called you, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I want all of you to serve me no matter what impl- you know, uh, whatever road or pitfalls we may have in our life. You know, but I think the problem is, and I was on a call with Bart Schutz from Church on mm-hmm. Fire and the JP2 Healing Center and Father Malachi, CFR, really, really good friend of mine in my life now. And we were talking about some of this stuff. And he said something I wrote down in this book. That's why this book is sitting here. It's not because I have notes on it, really. It's because of what this meeting earlier. And he said, we seek so little of men because we are, we, we see so little of men mm-hmm. because we seek so little of men. We ask so little of men. And it really hit me. I'm like, that's the truth. Like, we don't ask anything from men. We don't challenge men to be more than they are. We do the whole, like, homily thing. Well, you know, Jesus said this. You need to be better. But really sitting there looking at men going, stop believing the lies in your life that Mm -hmm. you're not worth anything. Stop believing that you can't affect change in your life. Stop believing that you don't have a choice in whether or not you're going to watch that porn or that take that drug or drink that 10th beer. You have that, and you have a power that the devil is spending all of his life to take away from you. But you're the one letting him take it away. Right at the end of the day, yes, these things are horrible. Drinking and drugs and addictions, they have a power over you. Believe me, I understand that. But part of that that breaking free of those chains is understanding that like the power is not all in somebody else's hands. I have it, and it's given to me by God the Father, right? Whether I've been baptized or not, I am I am someone God desires. I'm someone that he has claimed. And if that's the case, then he's going to be there with me to break these chains, but he's waiting on my yes. Right. And so often we just we disqualify ourselves and we don't realize the power that we have that that honestly, right now in this church, in this day and time, in the time that you're born in, 
you're the most powerful piece on the board, mm-hmm. right? To give a chess analogy, right? I mean, it, it doesn't sound right in today's terms of pronouns and being whoever you want to be, but the queen is the most powerful piece. Really, that's the men in today's society is, is we're the ones that can move and go wherever, but we have to be able to understand the power that we have. If we go around thinking we're a pawn all the time, mm-hmm. then we're never going anywhere, but somebody's easily blocking us in front of us, right? Or we have to move this direction or that direction because that's all we see in front of us because we don't know what piece we really are. And this is, this is where I think God is inviting all of us and what this ministry is really inviting us to is going, like, stop with all that mess. You know, Ryan Foley or somebody in my life lately, was I was at a retreat and they were talking about Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those shows I've never watched. Like, I've watched Deadliest Catch and all that. But, man, I didn't realize there were 14 seasons. And when I started watching, I was like, man, I don't ever want to watch this because yeah. it was like two years of my life that could be eaten up in this thing. But I started watching the first episode and I had it all wrong. Like, I thought it was just going to be these guys that knew what they were doing. But there are a bunch of guys in Oregon that literally were going broke. And they they're one of their dads – knew they could mine or whatever, or, or had done some mining mm-hmm. stuff. And they go, let's take everything we have, which was like a quarter million dollars, and go buy equipment and drive to Alaska and mine. They had no idea what they were doing. Right. And everything broke, and they had all these excuses. And they wound up like digging 20, I think they got $20,000 in gold dust, and they spent 250000 to get it. But they showed up again. And this season, they're killing it. Season two, I'm in. Now, there's probably all kind of other mishaps that happened I haven't gotten to. But the point is, they have this machine they call a shaker. And they basically pick up all this mud and dirt, which is their hopes, their dreams, and all this stuff. And they dump it in this thing. And this machine literally shakes like 90 to nothing. And all the dirt and the muck and the nastiness is washed away. And the heaviest pieces are the gold, and they stay there. This is what what God is calling us to, is to allow ourselves to basically be put into that machine, into that Mm -hmm. shaker, to be shaken away so that we could see that, yeah, there might be a lot of muck and nastiness, and we may feel like we're of no use to anybody, but beneath all that is gold, and God knows that it's gold. He knows that it's there. And and when those when those when when that gold comes out of that, it changes lives, right? All those men, when they found that, they could provide for their families. Every show they pray, they do all these things. They're good Christian men. But like when we find out that at the root of all of us is gold, there's this power, there's mm-hmm. this beautiful thing that God's given us then we start to realize all the lies of the devil and all the falsehoods of the world are all built to keep us from realizing our potential. I think what you're talking about is like we've we've somehow believed that there's this misconception for all these years we've had, at least for me as well, that uh, that we have to fight for our place at the table of God. You yeah. Know? We don't. We're already invited. We already have name cards. It's just us to choose to go or not. You know? Yeah. He's like I'm, everybody. We're, we're his children. So that is our, you know, our... Our inheritance is the kingdom of heaven, and sure. we have to realize that we were were created to hopefully be there. You know, yeah. um, and I think we have to really step back and and say, you know, uh, instead of like you were saying, like it's not I can't do anything about it. You have to take control of your faith. You have to take control of growing. You have to say no to this. You have to say I'm better than that. You know, yeah. Um, and make those hard choices because it's not it's not easy. You're gonna you're gonna feel isolated in some form. Uh, banished from probably the friends you were with that seemed to want a different lifestyle. But if you're feeling healthier and you're feeling more closer to your faith, but also growing closer to something that you can't explain, but you get received joy from it. Sure. That is a, that's a big, you know, win in a sense of a goal. Well, and it's, it's a completely transformative life. I think most men don't believe that the things that they hear 
people like us talking about or speakers or video series or whatever is possible for them. You know, we look at it and I really, I've said this before. I think most people read John three sixteen is for God. So loved everybody else, but me that he mm-hmm. gave his only begotten son. We just don't feel like we're qualified or that we're, we're included that. in that. Right, yeah, right. Right. And and it really is that receiving is understanding like the gift lies within, but you have to open it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 you know, one of my favorite lines from one of what used to be one of my favorite movies, you know, usual suspects is the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so he ding, he dangles all of these false gods out in front of us, you know, the the cars, the money, the the prestige, the power, the comfort, all of those things so that you go chasing those false gods off and you don't you don't even even put a mindset or even a thought on man am I made for more than this. Mm-hmm. You know, except for when stirrings happen or things like that. But I look at this like, you know, Everything in our life we're looking for and we're looking to because we think that we're going to find what we're actually supposed to be looking for in our life, which is God in that relationship and that love. And the thing about those false gods is they promise, they promise us everything and they give us nothing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they promise everything and they take everything more often than not, right? I mean, just like whether it's drugs or porn or whatever, there's a reason you feel horrible after you watch porn. Yeah. It's taken more than you've ever received from you. You know, there's a reason when, when you're in the midst of addictions and things like that, that, that you feel like the scum of the earth is because it takes and it takes and it takes. And the devil is putting all of that out there. And the devil is real, my friends that are listening. I think so many people, they hear the devil and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just going to tune that part out. Mm -hmm. He's real. And he spends 99.9% of his time trying to get you to believe that he's not real. And to twist you up so you you don't really come into the knowledge of who you are, whose you are, and what you're here for, right? And and when he does that, then we see a world and a church in the state that it's in, right? We always look around and go, when's somebody going to do something, right? When is somebody going to change this? When's the world going to put a stop to it? When's, you know, Donald Hope was the great, uh, Donald Trump was the great white hope for everybody for years and all this stuff, the, the this this hope for abortion. He did all these great things, but we're called every day in our own lives to stand up and to, and to live the lives that we're called to live so that people see there's a different way and that they can change their lives and become the people that God calls them to be. That's how you change the world. Mm-hmm. There's not going to come some moment, at least I don't think so. Maybe God has a different opinion and he'll show up with somebody one day or Jesus will come back and fix it all. Right. right. I mean that we know that's going to happen, but like, I, I don't know that we're ever going to have a moment like in acts again, where people walk out and like, Thousands and thousands of people are converted unless God deems it to be that way, right? It's the little moments that each and one of us have in our 10-foot radius to be able to be the man that God's called us to be and to go out and to affect the people in our, our spaces next to us. You know, Father was talking about he was doing he was at a wedding like in another country this past week, and Father Malachi I was uh, mentioning, and he was talking about how this young man came up, and he's like, at the beginning of Mass, he's like, I want to be your disciple. He's like, okay, and... So he, he let him serve the mass, right? And he was showing him these things. And, and, and the young man, he was telling him, put the water here, put the wine here, do this stuff. At the end of it, he just, he came up and he said, thank you, did I do okay? Right, mm-hmm. did I do good? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all of us want inside is to be told that we're doing the right thing, that we're doing well. And that's why we seek that affirmation in our fathers, earthly fathers and in God the Father. But like, that's what we're meant to do. I mean, he took this young man that was like, I simply want more in this moment. And he, mm-hmm. and he, and he accepted that he received that and showed him how to do something he didn't know how to do, which gave that person purpose. And then that young man looked at him and said, did I do okay? And, and ultimately I think at the end of the day, that's what we're all seeking. 
Sure. Right. But we don't find that because we don't realize we have the power to put ourselves in that position. Right. We've allowed the devil to make us believe that we're simply not worth God's love, Tom. And there's nothing that we can affect in this world. And it's BS. It's BS and it has to stop. And it stops by us making the decision that we're not going to fall prey to those lies anymore mm-hmm. and that we're going to start to dig in ourselves to keep the gold rush thing to find that potential that God's placed within us so that we can do what he's asked us to do. And you kind of go what you're going on the affirmation because we all seek it. I mean, we really do. We want to be known, to be told that we're, we're doing good or we're, we're learning faster than usual, which is good. You know, all these things that kind of give us a sense of encouragement to continue. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this, this group of men that we're trying to build, you know, all these places that is that when you have accountability partners or someone that like you call and say, Hey, I need help for prayer or whatever. And you get like 20 responses within like five minutes. I mean, you talk about the strength of accountability of like, I'm your prayer brother. You know, I yeah. will help you. What, what do you need from me? Do you, you know, I can, you know, you need y'all and your wife need two days where we can drop off meals, or whatever. I mean, that that is the sense of what moves people in a sense in communities is the sense of like the early church. Yeah. To change not only the, each, each other's lives, but communities as a whole and to shift the paradigm of, of what, what love is. Right. And yeah. that's the thing. The, the power that we're talking about comes from God, right? Mm-hmm. And he's placed that within us, the Holy Spirit. The devil seeks to isolate, and that's what happens when you start believing, I have no no say in my life. I have no choice in the person I'm going to be or the people I'm going to impact. That's all the lies of the devil that we believe we're listening to the wrong voice in our life. God works in community, mm-hmm. right? He wanted communities. Paul started communities. Jesus had thousands of people that followed him. There was the, the three and then the 12 and then the 72. Right. Community, community, community. That's why it's important to go to Mass, too. Right, yeah. it is. Right. And we're all part of this body of Christ, and the devil spends all his time trying to isolate you so that he, he makes you feel powerless. He makes you feel like you can't affect anything. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, he, he takes away from you the knowledge that you're really the most dangerous piece. I mean, those are the things that just keep coming to me today in this conversation is like, man, you need to realize that the the reason life is so hard for you and the reason it feels like no matter what, you're constantly falling on your face or you're turning the wrong way or you're saying the wrong thing to your wife or you're, it's because the devil is constantly there Mm -hmm. trying to beat you down into submission, right? So that you lay down and you don't get back up. But in the words of Rocky, I said this on the last episode with Father uh, uh, Gadbury too, like life's, it's not about, you know, how hard you can hit back. It's about how many times you can get up, right? How many times you can get up and you can find that, that wherewithal within you to say, no, like I'm, I'm strong and it's not on my own strength. It's because of God who, who resides in me, right? right? It's because of who he is that I'm able to be who I am that can help other people find out who they are. And when we get this right and we start to believe in this, man, we take that power back from the evil one and we start to go and make a difference in our communities. And, and my prayer is each and every night, I always pray for you and for Deacon Jeff and for everybody in my life that I can remember in a given moment that, that, that means something to me. But every single night without fail and every morning when I get up, I'm praying for the men that are, that are listening. I'm praying for the men that are involved in the ministry, not just the people that are donating and all that, but the mm-hmm. people that are walking alongside of us. And I pray that like, Lord, wake up their hearts that this isn't just for John Edwards. This isn't just for Victor Adams or Deacon Jeff Zemsky or whoever, Christophanic or whoever you might be listening to, Matt Brad. This is for you too. And yes, we all have different callings. And maybe, you know, maybe you are a guy that one day will be on a stage pouring your heart out and, and doing great things for the Lord. But it's not about that. It's about understanding the power lies within me. 
And the power lies in my choice of making the right choice to serve our God and believing that he's given me the things I need to do it well. And then when you do that, man, you start rising up. And the devil, instead of becoming this this guard dog thing that never lets you out of this cage, becomes a gnat that you can swat away because mm-hmm. you know that's really what he is in your life. And that's what this life is about, is coming to understand that God has a purpose for you, that you have a power that he's given you, and that power isn't just for you to wield over other people, but to help set other people free. And so, Victor, like, I, I didn't know where we were going with this today. You know, Andy, thanks for the shirt. Maybe that did this whole thing today. But but I just, at the end of the day, in every episode, I hope the men take away that there's a choice in life. Yeah. And there is a different and a brighter future for you. But you just have to believe it. And you have to get up every day and make the solid choice. Devil, you're not going to have this over me anymore. I'm taking this back from you. In the name of Jesus. I cast you out and I take this back from you and I'm going to live for him today. So Victor, again, didn't have a lot of preparation. Don't have a prayer ready. So I just think we need to pray the Our Father because that's the, 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 the prayer our Lord gave us. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.